Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Miss Holly Dixon, the founder of C3 Lifestyle, who has an impressive background in enhancing the energy of her clients' bodies and minds. Understanding that trust and connection are the building blocks to achieving your fitness and wellness goals. Getting results feels great, but learning how to keep them feels better, no matter how small. Small wins compound over time and give you the confidence and motivation to design your own personal lifestyle that fits you perfectly. Holly is a lifetime athlete, having played collegiate soccer at Assumption College in Massachusetts with 13 years of experience in the fitness industry. And she's a certified NASM Pelicor Method instructor, which we will get into. That's the Pelvic Core Fitness and a ACE Health Coach. She is currently enrolled in school to add physical therapy assistant to her toolbox. Since her collegiate athlete days, she has become a figure bikini fitness competitor, holistic health consultant, and her most important title, mom. Her own daily management of pelvic dysfunction post two C-sections, degenerative disease, and autoimmune arthritis has recreated her entire lifestyle. She's learned the importance of continuously educating clients and herself about living a holistic lifestyle. Well, Holly, it's amazing to have you on. So many things to dive into especially when it comes to the whole pelvic core fitness and, you know, how that really correlates to moms. I know I just found out about that probably last year when I was interviewing another woman on my podcast. I didn't even know that was a thing. But before we get into that, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself? I know I did a little blur, but anything you want to share, your hobbies, anything. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. I think it's so important that we as moms and women just have places that we could go to to get the information and care that we need. So let's see, you covered like the broad scale of things. So I used to, I was an athlete. I've been an athlete. I was very much into the like go hard mentality, very competitive. And it kind of like changed when I started experiencing chronic pain about eight years ago now. And then another phase when I became a mom. I had no idea about the pelvic floor until my second child while I was pregnant with my second child. So after my first, I had a C-section. I had a lot of referred pain up my whole right side. I couldn't exercise like I used to. I kept just like getting a, a nagging feeling and a tightness and just a shooting pain all the way up. So nobody could help me, you know, like the OB, they sent me for a ultrasound of my gallbladder. And I knew it wasn't a gallbladder thing because it wasn't a cue. It wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden there's this sharp pain under my rib or something like that. So I just dealt with it. I dealt with it. And then I became pregnant with my second son. And I think it was during the pregnancy. Thank you, Instagram, where I came across pelvic floor. And I was like, whoa, 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 this whole area exists that I, as a fitness professional did not know about. And I've dealt with a lot of women clients over the years that would be like, yeah, I can't do that. It makes me pee. And we just be like, okay, so we won't do it. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Sorry to cut you off in society. It's true. It's like, it's like, no, like, oh, it's a thing. And no one talks like how to remedy, remedy that. No, we, we, we joke about it. We feel uncomfortable about it, or we don't talk about it. So then then I got connected with Natalie Padveen, who's the creator of Pelicor, through somebody else that I know. And it was like perfect. It was just like, I couldn't be happier to have discovered her. And she is a pelvic floor physical therapist in California who created Pelicor. So I talked to her and then I was like, of course, I'm going to become certified because this is what women need. And it's really what everybody needs. We all need ha- need to know how to train our cores properly, no matter how strong you are. Like even me having back pain, I couldn't do the craziest core exercises because I was strong, but I ha- I didn't 
know how to engage the pelvic floor. I probably did not use my deep core and stabilizers mm -hmm. very well. So it really spans for, for women and men across, across a lifetime, young athletes, young girls. So that kind of really like lit a fire under me to be like, no, women need to know about this. And we have to support each other and give each other a safe space. So after my first, I actually taught stroller boot camp, And I was like, this isn't what we should be doing. <laughs> this is also not, we should not be jumping, but I didn't know until then my second one came and I got certified and I was like, yeah, we're going to kind of reel it, reel it back. Mm -hmm. But what we're taught and society teaches us, you got to get back into it. You just get back into working out and you re or rejoin where you left off. And that is not how we should, how we should go about it. Wow. So you had two C-sections. So after your first one, like you said, you had been in the fitness industry, you're, you're an athlete and you had no idea about any of this. No idea. No so idea. did you have to, I know you got certified, but did you also have to go through the exercises yourself? And what, what was that difference like for you? Yeah. So, well, with my second, I, I did see a pelvic floor physical therapist for 10 months, actually wow. a long time because I want, I knew how healing was at that point. And I knew where I was not yet at and I would not let any, I just wanted to stick with it as long as possible because I really needed the care. I needed the mm -hmm. support. I needed the hands-on care, especially around my scar. So even with that, my OB, I go to my six week, you know, checkup. And I was like, can I please have a referral to physical therapy, public floor physical therapy? And she's like, for what? I'm like, for what? I'm like, I, a scar work at the minimum, you know, like besides my history of chronic back pain and just going through pregnancy, mm -hmm. like scar work. Cause yeah. I had a lot after my first and you know what? Yeah. I don't even have pain anymore either because she did a lot of scar work with me, my, my uh, physical therapist for a long time. And she said a lot of, a lot of the work she was doing was also from the old scar too, old scar tissue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I did do the exercises. So I started with Pelicor myself, maybe four weeks, four or five weeks postpartum, very minimal, just deep mm -hmm. breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. I would zoom into classes and I was maybe able to do like a very small fraction of it, but it was more about learning. And that's what I tell the moms that come to class, especially if they're freshly postpartum. I'm like, don't get upset if you can't do all of this because the amount you're going to learn you're going to take with you. Right. And, and it's like, you're learning a whole new subject, but is it something that you yeah. continuously have to do once you do it? Like, is it something that stays with you that in order to build it up because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, I mean, so if you want a strong, properly functioning core in general, you should be doing these exercises all of the time, because then what happens if you stop doing, you either get another weakness or you get something that becomes tighter or, you know, like our bodies, they don't stay the same, right? Like even, even getting healthy, right? Like you can't get healthy and get fit and then you stop or else then you're not fit yeah. and healthy. So mm -hmm. it's the same, same concept, you know, with that being said, everybody's body is different. So it depends on what, what specifically that woman needs, then you can stick with those same exercises. And what do you think now in hindsight, or what can we change as far as, you know, even do you think the OB, the OBs don't know? Is it a, like, what has to be done to kind of spread the word about this? Or is that why there's women like yourself, the woman who, who created Pelicor, and we'll go into C3 lifestyle and all of that. But, you know, what needs to be done? Because to me, it's like a no brainer. And like you said, everyone should really be doing it. But I would imagine, especially if you had a C-section to really because you've had surgery, you've had major surgery. So to get back to where you need to go. So yeah, what needs to be done in that aspect? How do we normalize this? I think that after any sort of delivery, pelvic mm -hmm. floor physical therapy should just be protocol. Mm. It should be protocol. You get an assessment if you don't need it, but you know, like we all need it to some degree, but if you don't need it for long-term, you still learn about your body you still learn about where your body's at and what you need to do for yourself. And I mean, what mom doesn't need that care postpartum to have sure. somebody while we're giving everything, put their hands on us to help heal us. Like it can improve mm -hmm. mental health too postpartum, you know? And that's partly why like I wasn't letting my therapist go. I was like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> All around, I need 
that care. So I think it definitely starts with OB referrals. Why they don't do it, I'm yeah. not sure. And then it's it's about our ourselves too, kind of breaking down our programming of what postpartum looks like and what motherhood looks like and allowing ourselves to get help we need and care for ourselves in that way. But I also want to say like I've taught classes that were mommy and me helicore and not everybody sticks with it because it is a little slower pace and you're learning. So it's like giving yourself the space to be like, okay, it's okay to be slow, to take it slower for long-term term gain. Yeah, because we were, like you said, we, we've been conditioned that everything you have to bounce back immediately. You have to go back to work immediately. You have to go back to being, or you have to now become super mom, right? If you, if it's your first time having a child and you're in this whirlwind of knowing absolutely nothing, right? If it's your first go around and it's like, well, you better figure it out because you got to get back to ABC quickly. So to your point, yeah, I could see why people wouldn't or ladies wouldn't because they're like, I don't have time for this because I need to just, I, I want to lose the weight and I just want to keep it moving. Yeah. Or I want the, the workout to be intense because that's all I know to be beneficial. Mm. Pretty opposite of that. Sure. Um, it would create more damage by getting back into fitness the incorrect way than doing it the correct way. Right. Because that intra, how you learn how to manage pressure intra-abdominally, it's, it's everything for pelvic floor dysfunction and, you know, joint and certain back pains and hip pain, things like that. Sure. Why don't you tell me how that turned into becoming more holistic in your approach and, and being for the holistic wellness? What was it that kind of triggered that? Was it before you became a mom or was it really after? It was before I became a mom. So when I started to deal with back pain, I was 26 years old. So about 10 years ago, I'll date myself. That's fine. You know, and I was, like I said, I was an athlete, so I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to slow down. I didn't want to change anything. I just wanted to get better. So I thought if I went to physical therapy, went to a chiropractor, did all the modalities that could help me without changing any of my own habits that I would get better and I would get fixed. And I was on a lot of medication. I was in pain management. So I had had two epidurals in my L5S1 and those didn't last very long. I had injections in my cervical and muscle injections for like relaxing. And the doctor I went to kept trying to put me on all these different types of medications, very, very strong medications. Some I would deny. And then some, you know, I found myself taking a lot of meds and I was like, I'm only 26 years old or 27. I can't do this for the rest of my life. So it took me asking myself, am I doing everything I can to feel better? And the answer was no. Like, was I changing my diet? I was eating, I guess, healthy at that time, but it was still a lot of animal, like a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, a lot of inflammatory foods. And I was overtraining. So I was working out like six days a week, hard, six, seven days a week, hard. So the more I researched on autoimmune disease and inflammation, that's when I started taking small steps and it took a very long, it takes a very long time. And, it, and that's something you never arrive, right? There's so much to it. So when I work with clients though, I definitely make sure that they have that same mindset that like, this is going to be a process. I'm not going to put you on a program, give you a diet and say, all right, this is what we're doing. We're going to figure out for you what you need. Is it a referral to a naturopath, an acupuncturist, a mental health therapist? What does your nutrition look like? Where can you make changes that's not overhauling everything, but that works for your lifestyle? Especially as busy moms, what do you think? Like we're busy enough without having to put the pressure of, nutrition, being perfect with nutrition and working out six times a week. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. So it's like, do you want to feel and function better or do you want to look better? And that's a question I ask because the body will change once you want to actually feel better or else you're ill motivated, right? If you're only motivated for the aesthetic or losing weight, like this is life. Our bodies are going to change. And if pregnancy doesn't teach you that, like, you know, I, I don't know what will, but they will change. So how do you want to feel? And so I feel like right now with my business, I'm at a point where can I get extreme, not extreme weight loss, but quick weight loss with people? Yeah. But I really don't want to work with the clients that want that. And they feel better. So they continue to work out because they're understanding the benefit of 
how it feels for them and how they could then manage life a little better and how much they're learning, you know? Sure. To really make it a lifestyle as opposed to just a quick fad diet or, you know, quick and easy, like something that might not, to your point, really be beneficial and healthy for them anyway to do. Because like you said before, you mentioned every woman's different, every body's different. Every preg- even then, if you go into mom's aspect, every pregnancy is different. So you really have to see, okay, well, this diet or what this person is doing might work for them, but maybe your body needs more of this and you need to switch it up a little bit. You know, there's so many situations that come with it. And tell me then, how did you come into, so become you become a Pelicor instructor, you get certified and, you know, all these great things. What makes you compelled then to start C3 Lifestyle? And what was the name that behind the name and all that? Core connection confidence. So my goal for each client is to rebuild the core, mm-hmm. connect to the core, connect to yourself and rebuild confidence. So it's not like burn, you know, come in and get a burn. No, we're not doing that. We're here for the process. We're here to rebuild the core, connect to the core and build your confidence. And that's a journey. That's that, that takes time. And, you know, like just kind of backtracking a little bit. The other thing is when, when we look at our health, we need to go for healing, not fixes, because we're sold fixes through everything, right? Yeah. Especially more so now with social media. But it's not just, a, when you become a mom, it's not just about you. Like, you heal yourself, you're going to heal your kids. You're going to pass those habits down. So sometimes the motivation becomes, yeah, I, I want to heal, but what do I want for my kids and their health and their lifestyle throughout their life? And kind of like, it's hard work, you know, that's the other thing. It's hard work to, to do and to learn, but it's worth it. For sure. And, and it, it's so poignant to say that because, because think of the generational things that we have and, you know, our parents doing the best that they could with what they had, them not knowing better and knowing all the conveniences of with microwavable things and more processed and all these things that they're like, okay, how can, you know, no one knew it, what it could be. And, you know, and, and then that turning into what it's turned into. So, yeah, that's so poignant because it's true. It's like, you know, once you heal, think about what that does for how you can help your children with that and them seeing you taking care of yourself and eating right and what that the impact that that has, and especially if it's exercise and mental health aspect of it, the component of that, you know, and, and talking to a mental health therapist that, yeah, that in itself. So, yeah, so go into then, but C3 lifestyle. Yeah. And I've had parents too, that will be like, how can I get my daughter to, you know, like a little weight or eat better. And I'm like, well, what, what do you eat? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? That's the best way to approach it is by changing your own habits first, because they're still kids. So they're going to follow suit. I'm sure you get a lot of like pushback, like, yeah, there's, I can't always say it. You know what I mean? I can't, I I do respect each person and and where they're at. So I'm not going to always like, be that direct (laughs) yeah not that direct but I will say you know it's a family thing so so yeah so c3 lifestyle was birthed like through the pandemic really I had always kind of been playing with what my business name was going to be for a while so I've had (laughs) different business names that I never really made official (laughs) and then it was just it like this this was it. I had body reconstruction at one point. I had lifestyle revival, you know, and it just wasn't it. So I just kept growing with it. I just kept growing with it. And then C3 was like, all right, yeah, core connection, confidence, it pulls it all together. And it's the message, it's the message I want to like, uh, I guess the, the vision was more so universal. Like if we were to have this big center that women could come into, what would the name where you can offer multiple services for for women specifically because that's that's like I've learned over the years that if we don't help each other not like nobody's gonna help us you know we really have to build the community for each other which is so true yeah which is what yeah we have to give each other the voice and the platform and to pass it on and information like I said there are things I didn't know if I didn't if I didn't speak to who I spoke with a year ago on diastis recti and all of that. And I had no idea, you know, and she had made the comment. She's like, you know, we normalize women leaking, you know, having, you know, laughing. And my mom always says that. And it's like a laughed off thing. Like, yeah, it happens. Like, who cares? You know? And she's like, 
make me laugh. You know, <laughs> and she's like, that is not normal. <laughs> she's like, there's ways to fix that. But we just, you know, shake it off where the doctor's on. And I was just blown away. So tell me what what specifically are the services and programs that you provide, you know, when, when a client does come to you, you know, what does that look like in working with Holly? So when a client comes to me, I get a lot of questions that are like, what do you provide? And I say, well, what do you need? <laughs> and sometimes that cuts somebody off right away because they don't really know what they need or they really just want somebody to tell them what to do and do it. And that's kind of like what I'm not doing. So I'm, I'm at a point where I'm meeting the client where they're at. I want to be source and not like looked at, I guess, as a trainer. Like, yes, I'm a personal trainer, but we're building something and everybody's different, right? So do you need in-home personal training? Do you need virtual training? Do you need 60 minutes? Do you need 30 minutes? So these are things that I offer. Do you need a consultation where we kind of just map out a plan for you over the next month and maybe have a check-in or two? So it's really about that person, what they're willing to commit to and what they have space for, what they're willing to make space for. And not everybody can meet in person. So, you know, that was where the past year and a half has been great because it's it's allowed people to actually want to step out to other options and be like, yeah, we can meet virtually, no problem, whether it's a fitness session or a check-in. Instead of being like, oh, virtual, I'd rather not. Women, we have to be honest. Like we have to set ourselves up, right? And sometimes that can, can off-put people when I kind of just ask them questions back <laughs> because they're like, I was kind of hoping you would just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> I've done that for a lot of years and I don't want to just take your money and, and put you on a program. Like let's figure out what's going to work for you. So you don't quit after two weeks because it's too much. No. And you really getting to the root of the problem, you know, not putting a bandaid on it to where if you're not build, building the healthy habits now, then you might revert back to it. Like you said, you know, and then you're coming back again, another six months. And to your point, you're like, I mean, if, yeah, I could. And then, yeah, you're going to keep coming back to me. But if we, yeah. if we solve this from now and take our time to really find out what is it, you know, like you said, the mental health aspect, I'm sure is so important because then it breaks down people's relationship with food. Why do they say that? What's their subconscious? Like, here's a whole thing of that. Then you can solve the problem or at least attempt to, to really break it down. And instead of just putting a bandaid on it, which is what unfortunately yeah. we do here with our healthcare system. Yeah. And that's the thing. They're not going to hear it from their doctors Their doctor. The doctor is very medicine based, not saying they don't have a place and they're not great, but they're not trying to solve the problem with you. They, they have their scope, right? So it's like, even with urinary incontinence, there's a whole section in the grocery store for it's a market. Everything's a market. So either just use those pads until you need surgery, you know, instead of like, why don't we give women better quality of life. Like, why aren't we focusing on that? So yeah, I kind of got a little off of where we initially started. From. Oh no, we're good. No, this is good. This is great because this is how these, no, I love having these conversations. No, you're, you're right on target. I mean, I was saying, what are some of the programs and services you provide, but you've answered it. You know, you're like, look, I meet them where they're at. We could do 30 minutes, 60 minute, and really stemming and having a conversation and saying, where, what does this stem from? How can we solve the problem? As opposed to you keep coming back and having, oh, this diet didn't work for me or this training, you know, and really <laughs> no pun intended coming to the core of it all. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good, right? pun. <laughs> that's a good pun. And what is the number one issue you see come up with moms or women with regards to fitness and wellness? Like, what is it that you're like, this is consistent. It comes up. It's time. I mean, a lot of it mm. is time. A lot of the issues are pain, like hip pain, pelvic pain, incontinence is huge. And the diastasis is huge. So in terms of like specific issues, and it, and it all stems from core weakness, posture. And then there's just pain. Like the body's just in pain. They don't feel good. Energy's low because they're not exercising or eating well. And it's a, it's a cycle, you know? And listen, I, I'm not perfect. I do not eat well all of the time. I do not exercise all of the time. I hit mm. points where like I'm not working out as much. So I try to integrate that into my day, into playing with the mm. kids more actively. And that's kind of what I want to break the mindset of too, is like, it doesn't have to be an hour in the gym. It could be 15 minutes. And people think I'm crazy. I'm like, listen, if you do push-ups, push-ups before you go into the shower and you do as many as you can do. And that's all you do that day. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. It's better than nothing. 
And I think it still goes back to our mindset in this country of being conditioned that it has to either go hard or go nothing, where it's like, no, I mean, there's other countries that we've seen people are living past 100 and they just walk every day. They don't even do the high intensity training in those blue zones. They're just walking and just getting active itself, being outside in nature, getting the vitamin D, those things that matter. That's, but again, we've been conditioned. It's either go hard, go all the way. And look, I enjoy a good hit training class. I do like, I love it. But to your point, it's good to kind of condition to be like, you know, I'm going to have grace today. I'm not able to do that. So, you know what, we might just have to take a walk around the neighborhood or I'll chase my son for a few minutes outside. And that's where I think coaching is important, right? That's why I think if, if we could invest more in ourselves, like, so if somebody comes to me and they're like, I really don't want to spend X, Y, Z or whatever, or I don't want to do sessions. Like, well, why don't we figure out something that's still going to hold you accountable? Mm-hmm. So I could create a program on a platform that gives somebody their whole workout targets. And that could be like 15 minute workouts. Maybe I'm giving you instead of 30 minute workouts and we have a check-in and you're held accountable, you know? So it's, it really is around each person and just making sure that like, think of the stress that we already have. And then think of like how bad stress is for your body in general. And then think of all the stress we put on ourselves because we should be working out and we should be eating better. And that's the program running in the mind all the time. So we're not bettering our health by being harder on ourselves or feeling less than because we're not like achieving these like massive goals of high intensity training, our sessions, all fruit and vegetables every day. You know, it's like, why can't we tear tear those walls down as our generation, I think. And that's where social media is great, right? Because we we get to put a voice out there that's different, but you know, there's a lot of influencers out there and they get the views and and that's what people think they should be doing. For sure. The, or not misinformation, but to your point, yes, of not being and saying, yeah, I love that to have the grace and being like, it's okay. And, and, and meeting yourself where you're at and knowing, you know, you don't have to do this all the time and not to be hard on yourself. Cause it's true. I know for me, there are moments where I'm now I'm just steady getting into being active. I, I changed, I changed my mindset. It's no more. I need to exercise. I'm like, I'm just going to be active. That's what I just tell myself in whatever aspect. If I make it to the gym, I make it to the gym. If I do some jumping jacks and I'm just getting my heart rate up, jumping rope. And then before it was eating healthy. Now I'm like, I want, I'm like, well, I, I don't go to fast food restaurants. So for all intents, you know, I don't, I'm not a soda drinker. So there are some things that I'm okay with. And I try not to eat too much meat. <laughs> But for me, it's my snacks. So I change it instead of putting the pressure, like eating healthy. I'm like, I'm going to eat healthier snacks. So when I'm at work, I have more popcorn and little by little to where my subconscious is changing. Because to your point, having that, no, you need to work out. You need to exercise. I need to be at the gym four days out of the week. I need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like, no, like, you know, that's not going to be, you know, there are days you're going to be tired. You know, you're not going to be able to cook. Like it just is what it is. Well, let's break it down into what you can do. Well, I can get active for the day even if it's 15 minutes and I can't eat healthier snacks, right? I can get popcorn. I can eat applesauce. I can eat fruit. Then those start things. So that's what I've, I'm now telling myself. And again, in talking with people like yourself of really breaking down and saying, okay, it's your subconscious. It's your, this is how we talk to ourselves that make a lot of the difference as well. Right. And say you don't have that awareness, right. And you have that awareness, like you have it in you. And that's where I'm like, if you're not willing to do those things, and to work through building the habit, you might want to go, can I, you know, do you mind if I refer you to a mental health therapist? Because there's more behind that. And it comes down to self-worth and lack of self-esteem. And just Mm -hmm. like, really, when you don't care for yourself, you're not going to do the things that better yourself. And maybe that's, that was imprinted in you and it's not your fault. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not your fault, but how you handle it going forward we can become accountable. And I would say even in the first like month of when I work with a client, a full month, right? So somebody mm-hmm. might be like, oh, I already expect to lose 10 pounds by then. <laughs> and it's really like building the relationship and really learning that person's life mm-hmm. to see what suggestions mm-hmm. are the best for them, right? I love that, yeah. How their body actually functions, where their pain might be, where their weaknesses might be, where their strengths mm-hmm. might be, what they deal with on every level outside of what they bring to the set them coming to a session to work out like what else is going on in your life you know 
yeah, hitting it to the core, like we said, no pun, but hitting it to the core and breaking down the steps. Like, yeah, again, I love that because you're like, no, let me see your habits. What are you doing? What is it? And I'm sure you even start seeing patterns like, ah, okay, I see you have it to do this. Okay, well, let's pivot. I loved it. I lived it. I, I was like so unhealthy for so many years in my mind, in my habit, faking, like it was like a false healthy. I was addicted to working out like in a negative way. So I had to really like work through all that personally. So that's where I could kind of like see it in people and understand where they're at too. Cause you've been there. And yeah. I mean like so unhealthy. So, mm-hmm. so unhealthy. I used to party a lot, like, <laughs> you know, just like seriously really extreme I was very extreme and I remember being like I need to find balance and balance is being up here sometimes and it's being down there sometimes it's not being here all of the time and that I had to learn over time because then I was like I just want to be perfectly here all of the time (laughs) and then you're just stressing yourself out right but when I started to explore what balance looked like it really showed me how my mind was so extreme And even Mm. now I can get really locked into being performance oriented and maybe Mm. now it's working out. Maybe it's even parenting, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I'm so focused on being the best parent and then being the best coach and trainer and then being the best this and that. And it's like, what can we let go of so we can be present and just as healthy as possible in our minds, in our bodies, and also what we're teaching our kids. Oh, I love that. Yeah, such a good point. You're like, yeah, you 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 switch from one to the next. You're like, okay, now I've attained this, but then yeah, someone who's performance driven, someone like me, I I need I need deadlines, so I add a lot to my plate. I maybe should talk to someone of like, I don't know where it stems from. You know, I'm, I'm very introspective, and I'm I'm thankful for that. So I really try. I'm like, well, what's this? What's this? And I try and look deep, but yeah, I'm very. I'm just dead. I need to have deadlines. It just I need that to feel that pressure, and then I'll have a bunch of stuff on my plate, and I'm I'm thankful enough that I can know like when my my plate is like here, but then once I start leaving things, nope, I got to start adding again to my plate, you know? So whatever it is that we're switching from one to the next, it's so important that, like you said, that you also like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it again. You know, I need to be the best mom, this. And it's like, no one is perfect. So you're, you're trying to attain something that's technically unattainable because nobody, nothing is perfect. You can only be the best that you can be and be present, be mindful in everything that you're giving to your children and to your clients, your friends, your family, your, your parents, whatever that is. And we're always recalibrating. That's like one of my favorite words. I say it all the time. We're always mm. recalibrating. So where are you at today? Whatever happened last week, either mm. the momentum is still taking you forward and that's a good thing, or we're recalibrating. There's no failing, right? Like you, you stop eating healthy for a weekend. Okay. And my clients will tell me and they'll expect me to like yell at them, I guess. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, really? I'm yeah, well, what's the plan? Now that we talked about it, what's the plan going forward? Is that something you're going to continue to do? If it is, then let's not worry about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you beating yourself up if it's something you want to do that may be indulgent, but that's your choice as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to change that by me telling you you should change that. So either mm-hmm. you're going to keep it or you're going to try to make a healthier decision. So this right. might sound like flat, right? Somebody's like, you're a personal trainer and I would never... I would don't even want to get into half of that stuff, but that's where with me from a business perspective, I used to want to help everybody. (laughs) And then I had to learn that like, it's okay to go this deep because the clients that I can go this deep with are amazing. You know, it's like an amazing partnership. They get so much out of it. And at the end of the day, they feel better. So can't always help everybody. And, um, that was, it took me probably years to let go of that. That's why I had all the business names, right? Because I wanted to be broad. I wanted to like keep it open (laughs) for anybody. Who can you help? Everybody. You know, when you get busy, they're like, who do you want to help? And I'm like, everybody. (laughs) Well, because you have this thing and you're like, how is everyone not on this? But to your point, the unfortunate side is not everyone can or is willing or wants, you know, and you can only do what you can do. Right. I feel you. I, I got you there. Yeah. I talked to quite a few people and that's the thing. It's like everyone, they ha- they're like, how is everyone not wanting to do this? You know, how come everyone's not coming to me? I need to help everybody. And, and quite a few people I've spoken to, whether on podcasts or, or who are coaches in whatever aspect, life, business, whatever. And they're like, yeah, I had to kind of really, really target who that was and be picky and say, look, it might not work. Right. Because I'm, I'm, you're wasting your time and not wasting, but 
you know, your time, so much time and energy on this person and almost beating a dead horse again, for lack of words there, but that maybe it's just not, just not meant to be. It's just not working. It's just not, they're not going that deep for whatever reason. It's just not connecting. So that goes back to like your question and what you spoke before, what are, what are the barriers for women? And mm-hmm. like, learn about this. It's not that the information's not there. It's that not everybody wants to actually take care of themselves. Understandably, some people have situations where they really can't take care of themselves. And I'm going to say that with like compassion, empathy, and understanding, but yeah. also in a in a point of like, we have to advocate for ourselves if we want to live or else we're dying or else our health is going to get so bad that we're not going to be able to help. Anyone. So, and there's so much free information that even if you learn how to diaphragmatic breathe, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could YouTube that you could find it anywhere and you're going to learn one thing. So I, I'll, another thing I tell my clients is build your toolbox, build your toolbox that you could take with you wherever you go. Traveling shouldn't be an excuse because you could bring your toolbox traveling. What's in it is what you create for your health. Points in life when they get so stressful, we should still have our toolbox as to how to healthily cope and make it stress, which a lot of us weren't taught. And that's where the mental health piece comes in because that's, that's a part of being healthy. So it's like, even when you think you can't do anything, and I really don't want to put pressure on by saying you can, but like minimum, we got to look at what you can do bare minimum is still something beneficial. 100%. Anything you're doing better today, anything you're doing more towards whatever that goal is to build up your healthy lifestyle, whether it be mental health, your mind, body, you know, and all of that is better than doing nothing yesterday. I mean, you said it before it's Sure. And here's what I want to say, because I know you're going to have some viewers watching this who I might not. These are conversations I typically have with clients. Yeah. But look at your social media. If mm-hmm. you think you can't do anything for your health, you can curate your social media, not to get influencers, not for the body you want, but the lifestyle and the health thing, right? And it's programming your mind because every time you go on there and scroll, you can't help but learn something if you have the right people that you're following on your newsfeed. So true. You can control that. It's like people are like, oh, it's so, you know, what I see. And it's like, yes, but unfollow those that aren't lifting you up or not motivating you or informing you or something that if you are going to spend the time scrolling, that it's going to increase something in your life, whether it's motivation, you know, learning something new, even if it's just a laugh, something cute, because it makes you smile throughout the day. Like there's so many things, you know, so that's a good point. Yeah. And the other thing is like holistic health, it's not one thing. Health is not one person. So it's not one trainer. It's not Mm -hmm. one doctor. It's not one thing. It's Mm -hmm. like you build your team. When you really start learning about living a healthy lifestyle, there's a lot of different parts to that. So you have a team of resources. So, you know, it's like, I've had people come to me like, you're going to help me get healthy. Right. And I'm like, Hey, 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 (laughs) I'm going to help guide you but you might need, you know, I refer all of my clients to naturopath yeah. or therapists. Like you might need other things because health isn't just working out and losing weight. Absolutely. So now that goes into my next question. How do you, or how do you hope to impact your clientele? So now you said like part of your mission, but what is your ultimate, you know, impact you're hoping that when a client leaves, what do you hope they, they took out in working with you? When they leave, which a lot of my clients, we, we work long-term, like if they're really invested in themselves, but when they leave, I hope they have enough knowledge and resources to continue their journey wherever they're going for their health. So at first it's like, come in, let's connect, you know, let's find common ground, let's build a relationship. Mm-hmm. But know that if you're not willing to learn, this isn't a good fit because I don't want you to spend your money on me all of the time for the rest of your life. If you do, because it works for you, accountability, getting led through a fitness routine, perfect. That's fine. Not saying that, but you should be able to sustain yourself at a certain point or else you're not learning and growing and developing the tools you need to continue to live a healthy lifestyle. So I want them to feel increased perception, like, positivity, like a different mindset of, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. And then the desire of how am I going to do it? Right. And the willingness to walk it out and just be like, okay, yeah, I feel better. 
you know, just that feeling of better. You ever like go to a massage, you feel better. You work with the right person, you feel better. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So what's next? What's next for you? I know you're, you're back in school and all of that. I know you got a lot going on. You got two, I was going to say two rambunctious boys, like my little guy, but it really sounds like it's one rambunctious little guy. So you're busy. So what's, what's next for you? What's next for C3 and, and all of the things? Right now I'm kind of locking in a clientele for the fall and sticking there, um, still available for consulting. And so if, any type of planning for health planning or just consulting somebody needs health coaching something like that or virtual a little bit of virtual training what's next is continuing school for physical therapist assistant but even after that I still want to stay independent and partner with a physical therapist to deliver the highest quality of care and not be um, in the healthcare system so much that I'm restricted if that makes sense because I've learned that you cannot provide certain modalities if you're in the healthcare system and insurance isn't going to okay it. So I want to continue to grow kind of outside of that, but with that knowledge and expertise and kind of like what, what I envision is a mom who's pregnant, you work with through pregnancy, through postpartum, and then even after. So instead of being like, like a one-stop shop. I love it. I see it. I see the passion, you know, and I have no doubt that that is coming. And I love it because I think it's completely and a hundred, a hundred percent needed and can only imagine or wait for the day where there are more trainers like you, because I'm sure, or more people in in the more coaches like you, because again, you're only one person (laughs) to help so many people. That's where like, also like being a mom is my number one priority. And at first, I was trying to pretend like motherhood wasn't as demanding as possible. And I can show up in this perfect way and like 2000% and everything in my business even would be perfect. But even now I had to be like, when I do work with clients, listen, I am a mother, things come up like, but we should all be working like this, right? We should all honor our families and know that like that is first priority. So you have to take time off of training because, you know, or cancel because you have something or like with your family, we shouldn't, it shouldn't have a negative effect. It yeah. should just be, so I'm, I'm always trying to reel myself back in. <laughs> like business-wise, I want to go there, but I still have home to take care of and my boys to raise. And trying to balance that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, but that's what I want to teach people. Right. So if I'm not walking it out, I can't teach it. I can't be like, yes, get yourself so sick and stressed out, but eat healthy and exercise. Yeah. No, I can't show it. I can't live that way and then expect to teach my clients otherwise. But that's where we, we have the opportunity to change the society basically that we live in and mm-hmm. how we demand women to show up. And we should allow space for ourselves to show up authentically. And that can be scary, right? That can be scary. It definitely can, especially because, I mean, yeah, let's normalize it. How many times I know for myself, if I've had to cancel either because it's something for my son or even me, you know, I mean, recording these podcasts are great. And every single conversation I have when I'm done with it, I feel empowered. I'm inspired. I learned something new. I'm like already thinking how I can connect them with this. If there's something we could, like, I, I love it. But there are times where the thought of doing the podcast, especially if I've had a day, because it is energy that has to come from this, you know, because I don't want to just come on and be like, hey, Holly, so how how are you doing? Like, I want to make sure I'm in the right space. You know, it could be exhausting with other things. And I think I've had to cancel a couple of times for that, especially earlier on and being so guilty. And then finally, like, I remember the second one, I was like, look, and I just told her the truth. I was like, I I literally can't. She was like, girl, it is okay. She was like, contact me when you're ready. And I did. And she was like, let's do it. And we had an amazing conversation and that empowered me. She was like, yes. She was like, I understand. I was like, I I literally, I was like, it's just been one. She was like, you don't even have to explain. You just said you needed the time, take it. So I think you and I having, yes, it's like normalize ladies, normalize taking the time and not making the excuse for it and not feeling guilty. Cause yes, you have to do something because of your child or even for your own mental health, well-being, whatever that is. And not over-apologizing. Like the other week, even when you emailed me, you're like, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, we don't do that. We're not sorry. Do what you got to do and we'll figure it out. Yeah, And that's okay. 
differently. It's better to show up when we can present, when we can show up fully engaged than be too exhausted or have a sick kid, but we're still trying to show up. You know what I mean? Like For sure. that's opposite of what we're trying to, to build. Yeah. But it's, again, it's being conditioned. Like, no, we have to do this and the pressure that comes with that. And how dare you mention that it's because of your family or because it's something that you need when it's like so crazy. <laughs> that's what inspired me to be independent though. That's what's inspired me to kind of create my own business because I, I was working full time in um, corporate fitness and it's basically, you know, like a corporate gym and in a high-end financial building it was. And it was like, you I, I, I basically lost my job because I had to take time off for my son being sick because he was sick like back to back, but I'm his sole provider. What am I supposed to do? Who's supposed to watch a sick kid? Like, were you supposed to get a grandparent to watch your sick kid? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And even if you had the opportunity to, your mom, you want to be with your sick kid. Like, I remember telling an employer too, and she told me, she was like, well, don't you have grandparents, the grandparents? And I'm like, yeah, but I want to be with my kid. Right. I'm right. mom. I want to be with him. How can you show up at work when you're worried with your kid yeah. about your kid anyway? Yeah, so or that's if you've been like, up all night with him because they're tired. Like it's a, it's a, it's the same. Come on. All night long. All night long. Yes. So that that's also what inspired me to like try to stay independent, form good partnerships, and and create a system where. If somebody comes, even if I meet someone, right? Like, even if I can't service them, like, oh, I know somebody, or I know exactly who you should connect with. And that changes their life. And like, that's worth it. That's worth it. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I I believe too, like, if you put that out there, I believe you can find, it's like, I kept telling my husband, I was like, there has to be an employer out there. Cause I, I recently left corporate in general. I'm like, that believes in flexible work schedule. Like this can't be like, I can't yeah. be the only one finding these companies that are completely going like there has to be. And, you know, I, I kept applying and thankfully I found a company that was actually willing to make me a contractor bookkeeper for them. And I advocated for myself because I was like, look, this is what I need. I guarantee you, I will give you the best of me as, as an independent contractor for you. But yes, if I need time off to do whatever it is, my son, if I need to go to a networking event for my motherhood business, if I have to record a podcast, that is just as important to me. And they were like, okay, as long as, you know, we, we negotiated, but it took time. It was like five or six months of me looking and looking and asking. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to either form the partnership and I'm just going to ask and either company's going to say yes, or they're going to say no. And I'm going to keep moving. So mm-hmm. to your point, it's like, I'm sure there are, it's just finding the connection and finding the right one that would be like, yes, absolutely. It might be corporate, but they'll be like, sure, Holly, we, we believe in what you're doing. We have no problem supporting you in that way. Yeah. And then when you find that you're like, oh, I should have done this like five years ago. That's That's when I say I should have invested in myself long. We shouldn't, but again, we've been conditioned. We have to do it this way. We have to work a nine to five. That's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother like three hour conversation. Yes, of how we're conditioned when we're young and hearing, but you need to get a job with great benefits. My parents were pushing me, I remember for so long, which, you know, God bless them again. It's only what they've been taught that needs to be of working a city job so I can get good benefits and have it. I'm like, yeah, kind of more than good benefits. Like I want more of my, you know? And you know what, especially the people closest to you, they might not understand it. Mm -hmm. And they'll feel like I still always get pushed to do a certain thing. Even when I graduate, I think the expectation of me graduating is to go into the field. And I just haven't, I don't know who's going to see this, but I haven't really said that yet. Like (laughs) I'm still going to work. I want to be as needed PTA, like, you know, working through a company, but that's per diem. So I have control of scheduling and sure. able to show up for my kids and then still working independent. Yeah. But no, cause it's, it's ingrained. Like, no, you're supposed to go work for a company now. Yeah. I know. Even in school, they're like, when you're going to be in this system. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know I need to learn. Right. And I'll learn as much as possible. I'm like, I don't have that plan. <laughs> like, you might not have that plan now, but you don't know. And I'm like, I'm old enough to know. <laughs> that, know. That is, yeah. And that is not the, the direction that I want to go, nor do I need to. But again, and you know, it's one of those, like you just nod and say, sure. Yeah. I'll take that in. Maybe, maybe. And you, you know, keep it moving. Every, we, we really just, you know, as women, we need to, especially as mothers, like my goal is to show my kids that they could create the life they want and not 
go through all these motions to arrive at this destination that doesn't exist to then get there when they're in college or after college and be like, so what do I do now? This is not what I like. And then, you know, just that snowballs, that snowballs. A lot of the clients I see, if they're very, if they have a lot of health issues, it's usually intertwined with their jobs. And that's a whole nother, I had a workshop yesterday and the the life coach, she tries to work with a lot of like professionals that are like burnout and things. And yeah, she had a quote and I was like, oh gosh. And I, I don't even remember what the quote was. It was like 60%, I think. And how health is kind of tied to that of your burnout with your job and how this, well, because it's the stress, right? And I know you did your research. So the gut health aspect of it, the inflammation, that's a whole, you know, when you, it's so funny when you were mentioning the meats and the dairies, immediately the word that popped into my mind, I was like, oh, that's the inflammation stuff, you know, that I'm so happy is now becoming more that we are talking about it to your point, maybe still not enough because there's things that kind of offset, but we, we now know better, you know, for the most part, we're, we're, we're getting there <laughs> of knowing better with certain things. I remember when I wouldn't, my son still has never drank cow's milk and I forgot who it was in my family. And they're like, well, how's it going to eat cereal? And I'm like, I was like, well, there's plant-based milk. We make our own oat milk. And it was like, and then granted, look, I still love my cow's milk with cereal, but I don't have it at home because again, trying to be the example of what I want him to be, right? I don't want to be hypocritical, but oh yeah. When I was pregnant, I drank cow's milk. I mean, I needed my frosted flakes with milk. Like that just was what, so I got it. But in knowing better, I was like, no, you know, I can't. But yeah, I just remember that there's like, well, what are you going to have to say? What are you going to drink? I'm like, oat milk, there's thing. And I'm so happy to see that now that is even more more prevalent, although then we can go into the sugars that are in those milks and all these other preservatives. But and that's where it comes down to you do the best you can do, right? Like, I'm sure it's so easy to make oat milk. And I've watched almond milk be made a million times. Have I made it yet? No, I haven't. But it's so easy. And I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, I should do it. And I'm like, but why am I going to stress out about doing it when I change that habit? I'll change that. (laughs) Correct. No, for sure. No, a a thousand percent. And I was thankful that my husband was on board with that. So that's what made it easier. If it was just me, yeah, I probably wouldn't have. But he was like, all right, I'll make the almond um, oat milk. And I'm like, knock yourself out. But he's, but he, but he can't drink dairy, right? He can't eat it. I can tolerate it, my stomach and stuff, but my husband's completely no. So he was like, yeah, you know, cause then I'll drink it with my, and I'm like, well, all right, well, that was our thing. If you want our son to have certain things, I, like he was like, why don't we cook, make baby food? And I'm like, dude, I'm exhausted. So right. I'm going to give him this jar of baby food. If you want him to have fresh baby food, you make the baby food. And he was like, okay. You know, like I remember us having a conversation. I'm back at work. Like this, yeah, I, I had this idea of making baby food for sure. But I, at that point, and we did make some, and then that's when I got to the baby led weaning. And I was like, wait, why make it separate at this point? He's six months. He'll eat what we eat, you know? So that made me feel a little better, but I was like, dude, I, I can't, if you want it, then you make him baby food, you know, mash up the carrots, do whatever the heck and knock yourself yeah. out. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't really say much, you know, after that, I'm like, it's, it's a, it's a lot, you know? This is an example too of conversations that I have with clients. It's about like doing life together, but we as mothers should still be there because there's so much you don't know. And unless you want to absolutely never sleep again and stay up researching it all the time, like these are chances where we could have a training session, but we might talk about like, what do you think of this like supplement or my kids having this problem? What do you think of like Mm. holistically? I'm not a doctor. So I'll, you know, you always go to the doctor or your naturopath or whoever, But have you looked into this and research it? You know, the ability to share information is huge. For sure. That's a big part of it. I love it. All right, Holly, why don't we get into a little bit of what Holly does for Holly? So like I said, you're you're going to school, you have two boys, you you got all the things, you're helping moms, women. What do you do to recharge and refill your cup? What do you do to relax and unwind for the day? Ooh, relax. Well, I really don't have too much time to relax, but so I'm starting to invest more in myself with just by getting a babysitter at times. Mm. I'm learning now that maybe I don't need to actually have something to do with that time. So up until literally up until this point, my youngest is two and a half. I've only used care when I've absolutely needed it. And now I'm like, I could be so much more effective if I 
have the care in place on a schedule, especially this semester, and then use it for what I need at that time. So I unwind. I like to read. I'm always researching. I'll tell you this. I struggle with unwinding. <laughs> I do deep breathing. I stretch all the time. I foam roll. So I guess those are like, those are unwinding things, but they're so just built in for me because I do suffer from chronic pain. So I just like have to kind of do it to feel good. I used to meditate a lot. I'm all for meditating. At night, I put music on like to wind down. So these are like, that's my toolbox. And sometimes I'm on and sometimes I'm not. Having a therapist, I think is huge. So just somebody to check in with helps to manage stress so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So you could kind of like, you know, just like we create a fitness plan, it's a great idea to meet with a therapist. You could create a stress management, whether in crisis or not in crisis. Yeah. What else I play? I try to be a hundred percent present with my kids. And that is actually like a very big way to wind down that I didn't take into account before until I realized I'm getting so stressed out by trying to balance everything. And it's, it helps by putting the phone literally like upstairs and going downstairs and saying, all right, let's play and being present. Unwinding in general is learning how to be present in the moment. And how old are your boys again? I don't think you said that. I don't think you said that. Two and a half and five. Yes, because you were telling me, and I knew you had the two and a half foot five. Oh, oh. So wait, he's in kindergarten, five-year-old, no? Starts this year, yeah. So from sun up to sundown, they're like just going. So, but other things like in my toolbox are floating, float therapy, massage therapy. Yes. I am just big into when you can spend the time and money to do those types of things and trying to keep it consistent as possible. Right. But we all, we all know that's the hard part. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day and actually, yeah, I just posted our podcast episode and he was saying how, what he tells his clients is like, if if your car battery died, wouldn't you invest money, find the money wherever you needed to, to get your car battery. If your children needed braces, wouldn't you invest the money and find the money? Cause what's the number one thing we hear? I've made the excuse. I'm sure you with other things. It's like, I don't really want to spend the money, you know, like, oh, it's just for me. I know for me, it wasn't until I left corporate that I was like, how the hell am I now spending this money on myself? When when I actually had a full-time job, I should have, right? Which was still, I think to this day, I'm like all the things I've bought just over time. I'm like, oh my God, the money wasted um, when I could have really invested in myself and what I was trying to build. But anyway, and I was like, gosh, that's true. And he's like, yeah, so invest in yourself, you know, get, get a massage, you know, if you really, really break down your finances and look, you know, and you're spending money and seeing where you're spending money that might not be so, uh, even though you might think it's making you happy at the moment where maybe investing in a massage, or like you said, uh, getting a coach to do whatever it is. Oh man, that, that really is. That's a, that's a big one. And that's where it's different for each person, right? Like mm-hmm. we have a foundation that we need to build and we all know where we, what we don't pay attention to and yeah. we don't built completely out. So I think like a big part of self-care is really paying attention to how we build our foundation. So then we can have more time to relax and yes. know how that looks and create the lifestyle, but it, you know, it, it takes time to create. And the lifestyle for you, not comparing in what you're seeing, you know, because he was even saying, he's like, look, my way of relax, he does the, what's the cold? No, actually, Uh, he has a sauna. He does the sauna. No, he does the sauna. He's his sauna. And he's like, I'm not telling anybody to do that. That is what makes me, that's, that's for me. He's like, you know, cut out the noise. What does Holly need? What does Nicole need to, to make me wind down? You know, is it the cup of, of, of tea at night? You know, whatever it is, is it playing with my kids, you know, and making sure it's filling your cup, you know, but not because you're sawed and you're like, Oh, I need to be doing that. No, no. That's another part of the health piece is like, if you're never asking yourself what you need, then chances are you're not really living healthy lifestyle. Cause you don't, if, and if you don't know, like being connected is important. Having communities, certain communities are mm-hmm. important. Having a support system of your own, not what you were given, like families, what you might have, but like mm-hmm. creating a network where you feel supported. That's self-care. Mm-hmm. Like that's major. For and sure. then being able to go to those people when you need it. Yeah, absolutely. That's zero investment of money. It just mm-hmm. takes that. 
for hundred percent. No, that's a good point too. Correct that there are things that zero and zero percent invested in money, or there's friends or people that you can ask. I, I, yeah, and I think that's another good point because I think people think of whatever that village looks around, where maybe the grandparents aren't around, or maybe this, and it's like no, you know, look at your tribe. What about your kid's school? Maybe there's friends you know there or coworkers, whoever that whoever you're, you're connected with, or is it finding a babysitter, you know, and you're like, oh yes, I have a great one and, and utilizing it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so important. That community and tribe is so important, whatever that looks like for you and your family. Okay. Let's get into my quick get to know. So what is your favorite book? Oh, I love, oh my gosh. I've read so many books, but off top of my head, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I'm listening to it now for the second time. I love books. So I've read a lot of books and kind of like, I'm one of those people I'll feel it and then kind of move on. But I had to circle back to hers. There's also another author, Lisa, God, I don't want to say her last name, Turkhurst. She's a Christian woman. So she has a lot of really inspiring books. I think one of them is called Lioness. So it's about, you know, all inspiring as women to kind of like shed what society has told us and step into who we should, who we have created to be. Those are the books I like the best. I love yeah. it. What's your favorite organization or even at favorite, maybe your most used organizational or mom hack? <laughs> I was going to say organizational, hiring somebody to help me organize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have, you know, something that, you know, could be preparing on a Sunday. I know for me, like I'll iron my son's shirt, shirts, especially now that I do have this contract that I have, I have to really be smart with my time. You know, one of our things that we negotiated is I do have to be in the office. So I was like, okay, well, I get the flexibility to take the time off and come in, make my schedule. But if they need me in the office, okay, you know, you can't, you gotta, you gotta go where you can go. So I I don't have on Sundays. I don't think I have anything too groundbreaking, but like changing your mindset is a big mom hack, even around like meal time, right? Whatever, what they eat is what they eat. Stop the battle. But I do utilize as a tool baths. Mm. <laughs> time of day, all the time. Kids are out of control. You guys want to take a bath? Bubble bath. I'll look up like fun things to do in the bath. So there's bath paint that they have a blast with that's just like food coloring and shaving cream, you know, and it keeps them busy. So if they're really cranky, bath. (laughs) If they're just like off the wall, bath. And like, that's, that's a tool for me that really helps. I know when I'm at my brink. I love it. That time. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could take a bath any time of day. They don't realize when I, it's funny when I tell my son and he's like, oh, I don't want to take a nap time. I'm like, oh, I'm like, just don't worry. You're going to get older and be like, I wish I could have all the nap times I had as a kid. What's your favorite word? I already told you earlier. I said recalibration. Oh yes, you did. (laughs) Love it. What has motherhood taught you? Everything. It's taught me a lot of the areas I still needed to work on. It's just taught me so much about womanhood and not just the role of being a mom, but like everything about that, Mm -hmm. that we have multiple roles and we're only taught that when you're a mom, you're a mom, but there's so much more to it. And also our kids kind of give us a reflection of what we still need to work on. Oh, they humble you real quick. Any other final thoughts to the podcast world? I know you had mentioned here, um, if any other fitness professionals want to become certified online, you know, there's anything, any affiliate promotions, any links, any specials, how people can get in touch with you. Yes. Well, thank you for having me, Nikki. I really appreciate it. First of all, I'm on Instagram core connection confidence, and I have a Facebook page three C3 lifestyle that can be found. Also, I'm running a special right now for online programming. So it is a month programming at a time where I'll create like two to three workouts for a client, do an initial consultation and have a two week check-in. So that's 175, which is generally a $300 program because it's intense and it's unlimited coaching. So basically it's like you have me for the month, we can hash out what we need to hash out, change the program as we go. The other thing is I'm very passionate about certifying other fitness professionals in Pelicor. Any professional health professional could get certified. Any woman Mm -hmm. can technically get certified. I'm pretty sure there's no prerequisite to it. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are training women, it is, you have, it's information you have to know. And you could do that in an online program. I certify people if we could, you know, if it's in Connecticut and you want to host a certification, even 
group fitness people. You don't have mm-hmm. to teach or you could get certified and bring it into what you currently teach. That's the only way it could really grow sure. and people can be serviced correctly. Sure. I once had someone say, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you just training your competition? And I was like, no, I was like, listen, I've taught in five different locations during one season before. And that doesn't like, it's good, but I can't be everywhere. And more people need to know. How many people are in the world, you know, and there's Zoom, there's so many ways you can touch people. Yeah, but again, that's the mindset, you know, and it's I'm, I'm all for more abundance than anything and, and whatever. The, and the more you can help and bring that out, I feel like only comes back in general and how universe works. But that's a whole deep, that's, that's a, yeah. you know. Pelicor, if you have any viewers that are on the West Coast, Pelicor.com, she does offer virtual classes, but they're California time. But I could also work with people too, just around Pelicor if that were an interest. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Holly. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I know we're 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 connected, so we'll we'll yeah. be in, in touch. But yeah, hope you have a good day. And thank you um, too. take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mama's No Best We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at nicolegconsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.